Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Tonight, I have a really powerful um, training for you on eight short tips to overcome objections objections. Everybody gets afraid of them. Everybody's like, oh my God, what if somebody objects to me? Well, here's the thing. Be in reality with this. You're going to hear objections. People are going to give you objections. And it doesn't mean that they don't want what you have. It doesn't mean that they're not interested. What it means is you've got to understand what the objection actually is. And here I'm going to like just totally give you a complete 180 in what you thought an objection was. You're busy thinking about an objection being a bad thing. It's a good thing. I want you to reframe. So the first, my first of eight steps, reframe your mindset on what an objection actually is. Here's what it is. You ready for this? It's a buying signal. It's a buying signal. If somebody didn't really want what you have, they wouldn't be hemming and hawing around it. Let me give you the example I always use for people. If you said to me, Nicole, I'm going to stab you in the eye. I'd be like, nope, nope. I don't want you to stab me in the eye. I am not interested at all. What I would not do, I would be very direct and very clear, I don't want it. What I would not do is say to you, well, I don't know, how do you think it'll feel? Do you think it'll hurt? Do you think I'd go blind? Those are objections. What people are actually saying to you when they when they give you an objection, it's really a question. It's really a buying signal. They're saying, I'm not completely checked out. I know I'm interested in this, but it's too expensive. I have to check with my husband. I don't know if I have the time to commit. Like we all know the basic. I mean, those are the the top three, right? I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I got to check with my husband. Let's be honest. Okay. The money, that's all BS. It's never about the money. The time, if they really want to make this happen, they will find the time. And the husband, that's just a, a woman basically using her husband as an excuse to not show up for herself. That's it. There's your three objections that you'll hear more than anything. And now I just blew all three of them out of the water. And now I'm going to tell you how to overcome them. So the first one is reframe your mindset on what an objection actually is. It's a buying signal. It's somebody saying, well, I'm not completely checked out. I'm actually kind of interested in this. Tell me more. So an objection is your opportunity to not sell more from a convincing space, but just help somebody understand and articulate what it is that they can expect to get from working with you. Number two, an objection happens a lot when we don't qualify properly. So when you are bringing people into your world, for example, if I was like, I've used this example a lot lately because it's really powerful. If I was, a, here's a new example. If I was a weight loss coach, I'm probably not going to like a supermodel convention to look for clients. Now, are supermodels really good about keeping their weight down? Yeah, but they're not looking to work with a weight loss coach. That's not their thing. You'd have a better chance going somewhere like maybe a healthy grocery store or maybe a weight loss convention. You'd get more creative about um, or more resourceful about where you're spending your time so that the people that you're interacting with are genuinely interested in what you have to offer. So when you attract the right people into your world, you're making sure that you're bringing in people who are genuinely interested and they're going to have fewer objections. So the second one is make sure that you qualify 
so that you know the people in your world genuinely need what you have and are interested in what you have. Number three, overcome the objection before it overcomes you. One of the best ways to do this is at the very beginning of the call. So when you get on a call with somebody, you call it a clarity call, a discovery call, a sales call, I don't care what you call it. It's a freaking call, consultation call to find out, can you help them? Do they want your help? When you get on that call with them, I want you to think about ahead of time what the objections are that you can overcome before they overcome you. So you might be thinking, wow, what if she says to me at the end of this call, I want to go check with my husband. Well, what if you just have a conversation with her at the beginning and say, hey, I'm just curious, you know, you're interested in hearing more about um, what my services are. And I'm going to share with you some recommendations that will help you with where you're at in your situation. I'm curious, who else in your life does this transformation uh, affect? Or how does your husband feel about you being on this call? Or what would your husband say to you making these changes in your life? Find out very early on if you know she has a husband. I mean, do a little chit chat at the beginning, get to know the person, you know, you want to warm up to them, have them warm up to you and then just come right out of the gate and ask some questions. You know, is this something that you're really dedicated to right now? Is this something that you're ready to make an investment in in your life, whether that's time or money? Is this something that you're really passionate about making these changes in your life? How does your husband feel about this? Ask it at the beginning of the call so that it doesn't come up at the end of the call. And then you cover it when their guard is down and then it's going to be less of an objection and less of something that they're going to use at the end of the call. So that was tip number three, overcome the objection before it overcomes you. Number four, ask questions that will allow you to uncover and understand. Ask questions, get curious, always come from a space of curiosity, right? You're never going to be challenging somebody. It's not like they're giving you an objection because they don't like you or they like, it's more you know, I'm just curious, what is it about, you, you know, talking to your husband like, or, or you could say, you know, I'm curious, what do you think your husband's going to say when you talk to him about this? Just find out. Just ask legit questions. You know, I'm curious, you said that you don't have the money right now. What would it take for you to be ready to make this investment? What would it cost you to not make these changes? You know, get curious, ask questions from a space of curiosity, not from a space of challenging somebody, but ask questions. So asking questions that will allow you to uncover and understand what's going on in that person's mind, right? People buy with emotion. And what they're trying to do on a call with you is they're all caught up in trying to justify and they're using logic and reasoning. And ultimately what their emotion is saying to them is, I want this. I know I need this. I want to say yes to this. But their logic, their reasoning, all of that stuff is like at work at the same time in their brain and they're nervous and they're afraid. So you asking questions just gets them to talk more, gets them to share more and helps you uncover what is keeping them stuck from saying yes. Because ultimately, if they know that they got on this call with you because they have these changes that they want to make, they have this pain that they want to eliminate, then it's not that the pain all of a sudden went away. They still have the pain that they want to eliminate, but there's something standing in their way of saying yes to themselves and asking questions will help you uncover that. Number five, active listening and using their words are keys to a successful conversation. So one of the best things you can do is not be the person talking as much on the call. The person in control of the conversation is the person asking the questions, okay? So even though you're asking the question and that they're talking a bunch, you're still in control because you're asking the question. The best thing you can do is become an active listener listen to their answers, genuinely care, genuinely reflect back to them what you're hearing. That's going to be a valuable way to support them on this call and to support them through making the decision that you know that they want to make. They wouldn't be on that call if they weren't at all interested in what you have to offer. Let's just be honest, right? 
Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. They're there because they have the pain. They have the problem that you solve. They like you or they wouldn't be getting on a call with you. Nobody's trying to waste their time getting on a call with somebody that they don't like. And they legitimately want to make these changes in their life. So you've got all things going for you with somebody who gets on a call with you. It's all looking like pointing in the right direction. They like you. They have the pain. They have the problem that you solve and they want to do something about it. Those are four really amazing things that you have going for you. So active listening and using their words. In other words, reflecting back to them what they're saying. You know, Jane, I hear you saying that you really want to lose weight. I also hear you saying that you can't afford to make this happen right now. My question is, can you afford not to make this happen? Or my question for you, Jane, is, you know, you've shared that you really want to lose this weight, and you've also shared that it's really scary to make this investment. You know, I just have to know, are you more committed to your dreams or your comfort zone? Because I've heard you share for the last 25 minutes how much of a priority this is for you to lose that weight. You're just reflecting back to Jane what she said. So active listening, using their words, reflecting back to them. That's a really, really powerful way to make them feel seen and heard. They know you're listening and you're reflecting back to them what they're saying. It's not you trying to convince them of anything. They're hearing what they're saying. And that's really powerful. Number six. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Practice, practice, practice. That's how you get better at overcoming objections. You get your butt on discovery calls. You get your clarity calls, discovery call, whatever. Call them whatever you want. You get your butt on these calls and you get in these conversations. And the more you do it, trust me, I have botched many a discovery call in my time. I'm a sales coach and I will be the first to tell you, first of all, I have screwed up many discovery calls. Second of all, if it's been a while since I've been on a discovery call, you better believe, sales expert or not, I'm rusty. If I haven't been on a call in a while and I'm out of practice, I'm going to be rusty. Listen, I was a, I played basketball in college. I was a really good college basketball player. If you threw me a basketball right now, not only am I out of shape, but it's going to be hard for my body to do some of the things and for me to remember some of the things and be as good at some of the things that I used to do way back when, when I was still playing basketball in college because I'm out of practice. So even now as a sales coach, if I haven't had a discovery call in a while, I'm going to be out of practice. So I want you to know, practice, practice, practice is really important. Write scripts for yourself and be ready. Be prepared. Now, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but if I write a script and they don't say all the things that are on the script, then how am I supposed to manage that call? Well, the scripts aren't as much as I'm saying to you, write a script and then follow that script word for word. What I would do is write some scripts for practice write some scripts that you can use with somebody else with a live human being and you can kind of read back and forth and get rehearsed and get it you know go through the motions of it and then use a version of that script when you get on every call i will tell you i still use a script on every call that i get on and it's not a script like she says this i say this she says this i say this 
what I do is I write down like five or six questions that I know I want to ask that person. Five or six pieces that I can use to create a conversation that will deliver information to me that I'm looking to get out of them. So it's not like a hard and fast script that I have to follow word by word or line by line. It's more or less, I just write down some of the information and some of the questions that I know I want to have at the ready when I'm in that conversation. And I just sit it right next to my computer. So when I'm on a discovery call, I have my questions right there. I already know what I'm going to ask. And if I forget, because I'm pretty rehearsed by the, you know, I've looked over the questions quite a few times. If I forget, then they're right there next to me. And for those of you who are still doubting scripts, let me just remind you, if you've ever cried at a movie or laughed at a movie, that movie, that line that that person delivered brought real emotion out of you. Well, guess what? That line started with a script. That person started at a script reading at a table with the rest of the cast and they read those lines from a script before they got really good at them. And once they got really good at them, they were so believable in the role that they were in that it brought you to tears or brought you to laughter. So please know that your script is really, really powerful and it's going to make you improve at these discovery calls a lot faster because you'll use the script, you'll get clear on what you want to say and how you want to guide the call, and then you'll get practice with other people. Really powerful. And get practice with real people, not just fake people. And what I mean by fake people versus real people, ask some friends or your boyfriend or your whoever to do some practice discovery calls with you, but be willing to get on real discovery calls and mess it up. I'm not saying go try to mess it up, but you got to be willing to fail in order to succeed. You've got to be willing to mess it up and get ugly with it so that you can get better at it. So practice is really valuable. Step seven, keep track of common objections and learn and practice effective ways to handle them. You're gonna get to the point where you're gonna hear the same objections over and over and over again. Time, money, husband, I already listed the top three for you. Those are probably the top three for people, right? I mean, I've used the same objections before. I've said to somebody, you know what? I'm not ready to dedicate the time to this. And ultimately, if I make this investment, I want to make sure that I have the time to dedicate and I'm, I'm just not there. Okay, sometimes when somebody gives you an objection, let's just, not all objections are meant to be overcome right? We want to respect people's decisions and respect their free will. But when you know for sure that somebody is genuinely interested and they're struggling and they want to make the decision, but they're scared, that's when you can really hone in and ask some questions and try to overcome the objection. But when somebody's very clear, like, nope, this isn't going to work for me right now. Okay, respect it. But ultimately, when you keep track of these objections that you're hearing often, and you write responses to them, like just like an exercise, write down, here is an objection I hear all the time. And then write a bunch of different responses that you can use to overcome that. And what I would suggest using as responses, questions. Always respond in the form of a question. If somebody gives you an objection, ask them a question from a place of curiosity. I want to know more about that. Can you help me understand why you're expressing that this is a priority for you, but you're not willing to take action on it? When you reflect that back to somebody, then they have to hear, oh, gosh, I do sound kind of crazy because I'm saying how much this is important to me, but I'm not willing to do anything about it. That's what you want to do with questions. You want to help somebody really reevaluate and reflect on what they've just said because you're reflecting it back to them. You're sharing with them. Hey, I'm hearing you say this. Can you help me understand why you're not willing to take action on it or whatever the question is. So keep track of common objections and write down a response or multiple responses that you can use to get over them. Number eight, here's one of my favorites. Sell the destination, not the journey, right? Here's what people want. If you're selling a trip to Paris, what do people want from the trip to Paris? They want to go see the Louvre. They want to go see the Eiffel Tower. 
They want to go shopping at Chanel. They want to go to all the fabulous restaurants. They want to get baguettes. They want to walk the streets of Paris. That's what people want in Paris. What they don't want is the plane ride, the train ride, the Ubers, the taxis, the luggage. Don't sell them that aspect of their trip to Paris. So again, if you're a weight loss coach, quit trying to sell lunges. Quit trying to sell Zoom sessions. Quit trying to tell all the things that are going to get them the transformation. You don't want to sell them the things that are going to get them there. That's what you're going to deliver inside the container that you are going to sell them. But ultimately, what they want is the vision, the big vision for the results. So your job is to sell the results, not the journey. Sell Paris, not the trip to Paris, right? Not the getting there. So what you want to sell somebody is, here's what we're going to expect from the results that you're looking to create. Here's what we can expect after our three months together. Here's what we can expect. Sell that. Sell their vision. Sell their desire for what they're looking to create in terms of their transformation. Don't sell the squats. Don't sell the lunges. Don't sell it. Too many people are like, well, I'm going to do this with you and I'm going to do that with you. And I There's a time and a place for that question to come up, but ultimately you don't want to share all that until somebody has paid you and they're inside of your package or they're ready to pay you. And you can answer some questions and say, you know, one of the ways we do it is with workouts and we do some of these things in workouts and we do some of these, but you only share that information once you know for sure they're already in, once they've already made a decision like, yep, this is what I need. Tell me how we're going to get it done. That's when you share it to them. So sell the destination, not the journey. There's eight short tips for overcoming objections. These are really, really, really powerful. And I think that's it. And uh, go out there and spread your gifts with the world. That's what you're meant to do. And uh, whatever support you need in doing that, please let me know. Love you all. And I'll see you soon. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.